the gloves being laid down on the mat. It's one of the most iconic and powerful images in mixed martial arts, symbolizing a fighter's journey coming to a close. The completion of a long road filled with blood, sweat, and tears. It symbolizes retirement, the passing of the torch, the end of an era. Or it would if it actually meant anything. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and I'm asking, are MMA retirements meaningless? Just a few days ago, Chael Sonnen announced his retirement from fighting after losing in the second round to Lyoto Machida at Bellator 222. The bad guy gave a heartfelt goodbye to the sport he played a major part in for years and even got a bit emotional, something uncharacteristic of the consummate showman. On social media, praise poured in from fans and fighters alike, reminiscing about their favorite Chael Sonnen moments and what he contributed to the sport. That was, of course, mixed in with a heavy amount of cynicism about whether or not Chael Sonnen was actually retired at all. We know he said he was retired, but well, that hasn't really meant much in mixed martial arts, ever. You see, it's not Chael's fault that there are a large number of fans who simply do not believe him. Although he did retire back in 2014, if you recall, and said he had plans to call out Ryan Bader if he had won against Machida. Even if that were not the case, though, fans wouldn't have believed Chael simply because retirement means nothing in mixed martial arts. Of course, it does mean something. It means a lot. That moment for Chael, the end we saw recently for Alexander Gustafson, Rashad Evans, Michael Bisping, George St. Pierre, Krokop, and so on, those were all very real moments. These are major decisions in the lives of these fighters, and I have no doubt that they meant what they said when they said it. It's just that many of them don't ever seem to stick with it. Sure, there are a few who've retired and stayed retired. Kenny Florian, Julie Kedzi, Brennan Schaub, Dan Hardy, Forrest Griffin, Matt Serra, Brian Stan, they all come to mind. Although several of those fighters I just listed have entertained the ideas of comebacks in the past, and I wouldn't be shocked if they do. But what they also have in common is that they now seem to have a lot more going on outside of punching and kicking people. Those examples aside, for the better part of MMA's boom in the United States starting in the mid-2000s, fans have rightfully been weary of retirements because so many of this sport's legends have laid down the gloves loves, given their heartfelt goodbyes, and then returned sometime later, sometimes almost immediately after their big farewell. I mean, a lot of them. Randy Couture retired in a beautiful moment after UFC 57, only to return a year later to defeat Tim Sylvia and become the heavyweight champion. Randy's real final moment would be a crane kick KO at the hands of Lyoto Machida eight fights later. Fedor Emelianenko retired from fighting after defeating Pedro Hizo back in 2012. He was back three years later. He just signed a new multi-fight deal with Bellator. Who could forget Hoist Gracie's return to competition in 20 2016, even if we wish we could. Chuck's ill-fated comeback last year, the ongoing saga of BJ Penn. Vitor Belfort just signed with one championship after saying goodbye to the sport last May. Brock Lesnar is on his second retirement from MMA. Uriah Faber had a big send-off against Brad Pickett in Sacramento a few years ago. He's fighting again in a few weeks. Speaking of Brad Pickett, remember how emotional his retirement in London was? One Punch signed with BKB a few months ago. Chris Lieben had a life-threatening heart abnormality, and he's fighting again, and he's winning. Johnny Hendricks came back. Stephen Bonner came back, Nick Newell came back, Gerald Harris came back, Matt Hamill came back, Shane Carwin tried to come back, and I can't even keep track of how many times Tito Ortiz has retired. Those were just some examples, and with the exception of a few smaller players I just cited, I've named some of the driving forces behind mixed martial arts, some of the biggest stars in the last 10 to 15 years, all of them shaping the sport and making it what it is today, and all of them returning after they told us they were never going to fight again. So it's entirely understandable that fans are a bit leery when one of their favorite fighters lays the gloves down in the middle of the cage. The question, though, is why? 
Why is this such a common occurrence in mixed martial arts? When my uncle retires from his accounting firm after 40 years, he doesn't suddenly make a dramatic comeback to the office a few years later to run the books again. He moves to Florida and spends his days taking walks in the park and feeding ducks. Why are some of the biggest and best fighters in the history of the sport walking away and then suddenly and now almost predictably returning? I have a few theories. The most obvious reason is money, and most understandably. For some of these bigger names, smaller promotions and even bigger promotions are willing to pay top dollar for the recognition having that fighter associated with their brand will bring. If I'm an aging fighter who walked away because it felt like it was time, but I can make some quick cash elsewhere by doing something that I love, that seems like a no-brainer. For fighters that are mid-tier who gave up on the dream for a 9-to-5, if someone is offering decent cash to get back into it, that's a payday you're not going to get by weekly in most jobs, and there's always that prospect of going on another run and reaching the big time where the real money is made. Economics as a driving force in fighters coming out of retirement seems one of the likeliest reasons you would see a fighter tearfully call it a career, only to return sometime later. But it's certainly not the only reason. Jens Pulver was in an excellent documentary called Driven, in which he talked quite a bit about the prospect of retiring. At the time, Pulver was on a four-fight skid in the WEC, with one fight left on his contract. You got the sense everyone was expecting a retirement from him soon. Jens would go on to have 11 more fights after his run in the WEC, but when speaking on retirement in the film, Lil Evil explained how difficult that would be for someone like him. Pulver was an animal, former UFC champion, wins over BJ Penn and Cub Swanson, in comparison to the average person, damn near superhuman in terms of strength, speed, cardio, everything. His entire adult life was this dream. Fighting was how he made it out of where he was and into the life he had now. And then suddenly at 35 years old, an age most would consider the prime of their lives, he's supposed to stop doing this thing that he's dedicated thousands of hours to perfecting? He's supposed to just go be a normal person and do a normal job? That has to be an incredibly difficult pill to swallow when you're someone who is walking into arenas filled with screaming fans and doing something very few people in the world could ever do. How do you transition back into a life without that? Even if you could somehow afford to live off the money you made in your fight career, what in your life could even remotely come close to the experience of fighting? There is nothing, and it's one of the reasons I could understand why a fighter wouldn't want to walk away or maybe wouldn't even know how to walk away. I mean, if you had everything you ever wanted, if you dedicated your entire life to something, why would you ever want to give that thing up? People often cite health or a declining legacy as reasons fighters are making a mistake when coming out of retirement, and these are certainly valid concerns and something for a fighter to consider. But if their own well-being was a defining factor for most fighters, I'm guessing they wouldn't have started fighting in the first place. And as for legacy, you get the sense that many of these fighters who are returning have such a supreme confidence in themselves that the idea that their career is being tarnished isn't even a possibility in their minds. Look at the interviews with Chuck Liddell about fighting John Jones, or BJ Penn recently saying he thinks he could make another run at the title. Are they right? Probably not, but it shows you the mindset that these all-time great fighters often have when it comes to their own careers. So we've established that a large number of legendary fighters have retired and then returned, which has caused a great deal of skepticism amongst fans about fighters actually hanging up the gloves, and we've speculated as to why they might come back, but why do they retire in the first place? There's no way of really knowing, and every fighter is different, but there are certainly some scenarios we could speculate on. Injuries are an easy reason to cite if you can't physically fight anymore, then what options do you have? Another reason to hang up the gloves is other career prospects. We've seen more and more fighters transition into broadcast roles. It makes making that decision to walk away from taking blows to the brain a bit easier when you can still be around the sport you love and make some good money doing it. Then of course there's just simply a lack of demand. Being cut, not 
not having any real money-making prospects. But the biggest reason we see fighters retire and then come back seems to be losing. Either losing in a particularly devastating fight or a sustained losing streak. One of the lesser-believed retirement scenarios is the one that comes out of nowhere and directly after a loss. The fighter gets beat, Joe Rogan puts a microphone in front of their face, and they retire without having ever even thought about it before it came out of their mouth. Sometimes they retract it before the night is over, sometimes it's genuine, and sometimes they just need a few days. Joe even has a habit now of mentioning as he thanks them for their amazing career that it may not be the last time we see them in the cage. This type of retirement seems to be fueled by the heat of the moment. The fighter just had a long, hard camp, they went through a brutal weight cut, they did interview after interview on media day, and when they finally got their chance after all that hard work, all that suffering, they got beat outclassed, KO'd in their hometown, any number of awful scenarios that you would have to believe make a fighter just feel horrible, and in that moment, like they don't want to do this anymore. These types of retirements don't seem to last as long, if they're ever even mentioned again. Going on a losing streak takes a bit more time to recover from. Maybe it's a fighter who was on top of the sport for a while, and now they've seen a decline, they're not the best, but in their mind they still have that championship mentality, and it's hard to deal with. It's hard to deal with losing when you used to be on top. After stringing a few losses together, they call it quits out of a lack of confidence, they just feel like they can't hang with the top dogs anymore. That is, until they're back in the gym and the sting of those losses has been pushed to the back of their minds, then they start to feel it again, like they could go back in there and win some fights. This process seems to take anywhere from a few months to a few years, but we have seen it time and time again. Now that was all just my own speculation on their motivations, but what is real and what is fact is that we do see fighters come out of retirement quite a bit in this sport, and it's oftentimes major stars. This has caused a skeptic amongst fans, where most any retirement is met with a raised brow and a lack of belief. Even when fighters are gone for years, fans still anticipate that they'll give it a go again because we've seen it so many times. Despite all of this, despite how meaningless retirements should be in mixed martial arts, there is something that the MMA community does each and every time we get a retirement announcement, and it is awesome. I mentioned it at the beginning of the video, but right after Chael announced his retirement, there was a massive outpouring from fans and fighters alike. Everyone was thanking Chael, everyone was sharing their favorite moments. The same thing happened with Alexander Gustafson. It happens every single time. Even though these fans are probably thinking in the back of their minds that this is not the end, they still treat it in the moment as if it is, and they give these fighters the send-off they deserve. They treat it like a real retirement, whether it sticks or it doesn't, and that completely defies logic, especially in a community where so often those fighters return not even a year later. But it's one of those unique and awesome traits about mixed martial arts that make it so great to watch. Is retirement in MMA meaningless? Who cares? Because whether it's real or not, fans will always treat the laying of those gloves in the cage with the deep reverence it deserves. Huge shout out to Max Randall for editing this video together. The best is blessed, baby. Follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.